today we have a word from God and um, Pastor Tom, aka PT, that's how the youth calls him, uh, Pastor Tom is going to bring a word from God to your heart. Are you guys ready? Yeah? All right, so give it up for PT. <laughs> How's everybody doing today? Yeah, amen. Well, thank you all so much for being here. I am so blessed that y'all would come on July 4th weekend to come to church. And so I, I, I've been praying and I've been seeking the Lord and I've been asking God, like, please speak to them and honor them for giving up the campground to come to church. <laughs> No, I'm just messing. It's just, I'm just so grateful that you are all here. And I can't go much farther without thanking my beautiful bride who was just in here. I think she left the room. Uh, Pastor Gabby is amazing. And she's, she saves like all of the mistakes and things that I miss. And she helps me out. She's really awesome. And she's just a really, really good youth pastor. And uh, I'm just so blessed to, to be her husband. And also, I just want to, I want to give honor and thanks. To, how many of y'all are grateful for Pastor Mike? Yeah. Yeah. Amen. You can totally applaud for that. That's great. I'm, I'm so blessed by Pastor Mike. He has championed me. He's, he's poured a lot into me, and he's helped me to become a pastor, and I'm just so blessed. And um, yeah, so I just wanted to take a moment and give honor to him, and then also give honor to all the other pastors and staff here at Good Hope Church. Y'all are very blessed to have an amazing staff here at Good Hope Church, and I'm very blessed to work alongside such an amazing staff, and so I just wanted to give a, give a shout out to them, and then also all the volunteers. Uh, we could not do what we get to do without you all, so thank you. Thank you so much, and then also so uh, I said this last service, but I feel like I should say it again. Um, Lindsay Bennett, I'm so grateful for you. I don't know why I used your last name, but I did. But super grateful for you. And uh, I don't know if you all know, but someone got sick, so she had to step up and lead worship today. And worship was great, right? Yeah, and so we are so blessed. Thank you so much for all that you do for the youth and for all the worship team here for sacrificing and for serving at Good Hope Church. And we're just so blessed. And so thank you. Could y'all please give it up for, for Lindsay? Amen. All right. So how many of y'all were here last time I preached? Thank you so much, babe. How many of y'all were here last time I preached? It was Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, they must think I really like America or something. I don't know, they put me on Memorial Day weekend and July 4th. I'm just messing. I love America. If you can't tell, I like to have a good time. I like to laugh. It's okay to laugh, and it's okay to say amen if you want to in this space. Just please behave otherwise, or behave when Pastor Mike comes back. Otherwise, I may never get this opportunity again. Um, so yeah, last time I preached, I, talk about, I talked about this uh, type of meat called picanha. It was a Brazilian cut. It was really amazing. It is really amazing. And uh, I called it like the miracle meat because it helped heal my grandma from cancer. And so yeah, God is really good. And I, you know, Memorial Day weekend, you know, everyone likes to grill out, you know, and have, have, have a little like little barbecue going on. And so we had some picanha, but we needed some more because we had some more friends come o- coming over. And so I called B&B. I said, hey, do you guys have any in stock? And keep in mind, so I preached Sunday, and this was Monday that I called B&B, right? And I asked, I said, hey, do you guys have any in stock? Like, I'd love to buy something. They're like, you know what? Funny thing is, someone came in and bought the whole last case of it. And so I'm just curious. If that's any of y'all, please let me know. I'd love to shake your hand and share a laugh. If, it, if it's not, that's totally fine. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was a funny observation that happened. I was like, bummer. I shouldn't have preached about that, I guess. 
No, I'm just kidding. Last time I preached, I talked about this class called homiletics. And uh, as I was praying and asking God, like, what is it that, what is the message that you want me to preach on my, on this, this weekend here? And I felt like God was reminding me of that message that I preached in homiletics. And so uh, I'm going to preach a little bit from that message. I kind of modified it a little bit, but basically a, a Long story short, what homiletics was is you spent all semester studying and building a sermon that had to be under 10 minutes, and then if you got 100%, you got to preach in front of the class, which is like 50 or 60 people, and then if you got it voted on after that, you got the opportunity to preach in front of the entire student body, which at that time at Christ for the Nations Institute where I went to was 700 people, and so I I was very blessed to have that opportunity and preach this message that I'm going to be preaching with y'all there, and uh, I, I... I just wanted to share that, and so I think I think it's going to be very a very good time. And I've I've been prepping this message for a really long time. <laughs> and uh, the title of my message is Shine. And so we got a fun graphic here that Ryan Green designed for us. Yes, awesome, sweet. So Shine. How many of y'all want to shine? I don't know. Maybe I'm the only one. Cassie wants to shine. Anyone else want to shine? Well, hopefully I can convince you that you're going to want to shine after this. So. I'm going to be reading from Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 through 16. And so if y'all want to open your Bible, turn on your Bible, uh, open the app, whatever it may be. I know what generation I talk to normally. So uh, if you want to open your Bible to Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 through 16, I will be pulling three truths from that passage. And those truths are, you are a light, do not cover your light, and finally, let your light shine. Okay? So like I said, the title of my message is Shine. So Matthew 5, Matthew chapter 5, verse 14 through 16 reads, You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Okay, amen, right? So the first truth is you are a light. And so how many of y'all like to, when you're trying to figure out truths in the Bible, like to try to picture things and like try to make it make sense through like a story or something like that? Yeah, I'm glad I'm not the only one. So um, we, uh, I, I was studying and how I can try to make this truth make sense. And I looked up the story of a farmer and a naturalist. So how many of y'all are farmers or know someone who's a farmer or like farmers? Everyone should raise their hand. Amen. Um, so uh, there's the story of the farmer and the naturalist. And so basically, I'm going to start that story real quick here. And it's, uh, there was an eagle that had fallen from a nest, okay? And when that happened, the eagle's family left it. And so it was destined to die. So a farmer walked by and saw that this eagle was on the ground. And so he did what any good farmer would do. He grabbed the eagle, brought it home, and then raised it amongst the chickens. <laughs> I'm just, it's supposed to be funny, okay? <laughs> so basically, he raised it to, amongst the chickens, and then, I don't know why, but there happened to be a naturalist that walked by this farm, and there was a naturalist that walked by the farm and noticed that there was, because some, some time had passed, and noticed that there was this full-grown eagle intermingling with chickens and acting like a chicken. And basically, the naturalist was really, really, really confused and asked the farmer and said, why is it that the king of all birds is intermingling with chickens and acting like a chicken. The farmer proceeded to explain, well, you see, I saved this eagle's life. 
I brought this eagle home and raised it to be with the chickens. And all it knows is to be a chicken, so therefore it basically is a fancy chicken. The naturalist, not fully convinced, grabbed the eagle from the ground, held him up as high as he could and said, you are the king of all birds. You belong into the sky and not to the earth, so stretch forth your wings and fly. Now this eagle was very, very, very confused, had no idea what was going on, slipped through the naturalist's hands to be back on the ground and eating and hanging out with his friends, the chickens. Naturalist, still not fully convinced, went to the top of the highest barn that they had, grabbed that eagle, brought him even higher, and said, you are the king of all birds. You belong into the sky and not to the earth, so stretch forth your wings and fly. And now this time, the eagle was scared because it was higher than it had ever been and it had no idea what was going on, and so he slipped down, slipped through the, arms, or the hands again, and went to be with the chickens. Now, this naturalist was very, very, very persistent and did not want to give up. So he decided to hike a mountain with the eagle in his hands, grabbed the eagle, held the eagle high above his head on the peak of a mountain, saying, you are the king of all birds. You belong into the sky and not to the earth, so stretch forth your wings and fly. Now, this time there was something different that happened. The eagle looked up at the sky, back at the barnyard, back up at the sky, back at the barnyard, and then the naturalist again reminded the eagle, you are the king of all birds. Stretch forth your wings and fly. And then it it happened that the eagle began to tremble. And then shortly after, the eagle stretched forth his wings and with a triumphant cry, soared into the heavens. And it may be that this eagle remembers the the chickens with some form of nostalgia. It may even mean that the eagle goes and visits the chickens every now and then. But as far as we know, this eagle never returned to lead its life as a chicken. You see, you are a child of God. You are a royal priesthood. You are the head and not the tail, okay? You were created to be, you were not created to be of this world. You are an overcomer that needs to know his or her identity in Christ, and from that, bless everyone you come in contact with. You need to know who you are in Christ so that you can properly walk in the way that Christ is calling you to walk, okay? You are a light. You are not darkness, okay? No matter what the world tries to say that you are, you will always find your true identity in what Christ has to say about you. Once you know who you are in Christ, you will not settle for what you used to be before Christ, Okay, you will grow and you will know that you are a light that this world so desperately needs to see. You are a light, you are not darkness. And that leads me to my second point, which is do not cover your light. And so this this is found in verse 15, where it reads, or Matthew 5, verse 15, where it reads, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. So uh, again, I like to try to find stories and illustrations that help things make sense. And so I was, I was studying and looking up, and then my, my wife reminded me of a story of Peter. How many of y'all, uh, y'all know who Peter is in the Bible? Yeah, I, I love Peter, but I feel like there was a lot of times where the disciples were like, oh boy, here he goes again. <laughs> and so this is one of those times where I feel like we can learn a lot from Peter. And so uh, let's go to Matthew chapter 26, verse 31 through 35. Y'all okay with me reading the Bible today? Okay, good, because I like the Bible. I love it a lot, and so I like to read it. Um, and so it says, Then Jesus said to them, 
All of you will be made to stumble because of me this night, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. Extremely positive. But after I had been raised, I will go before you to Galilee. Peter answered and said to him, even if all are made to stumble because of you, I will never be made to stumble. Pretty bold, right? Jesus said to him, assuredly, I say to you that this night before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. Peter said to him, even if I have to die with you, I will, de- I will not deny you. And so said all the disciples. Is that what happened? Let's fast forward to verse 69 and through 75. It says, now Peter sat outside in the courtyard and a servant girl came to him saying, you were also with Jesus of Galilee. But he denied it before them all, saying, I do not know what you are saying. And when he had gone out to the gateway, another girl saw him and said to those who were, who were there, this fellow also was with Jesus of Nazareth. But again, he denied with an oath. This time it was aggressive, with an oath. I do not know that man. And a little later, those who stood stood by, came up and said to Peter, surely, surely you are one of them, for your speech betrays you. And then he began to curse and swear, saying, I do not know the man. And immediately the rooster crowed. And Peter remembered the word of Jesus who said to him, before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. So he went out and wept bitterly. So again, my second truth is do not cover your light. Do you think Peter was covering the light that he had here? I think so. So let's, let's fast forward some time in Peter's life and we'll go to Acts chapter two and we'll see what happens when he decided to let his light shine. And then Peter said to them, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you, you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now let's go to verse 41. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized, and that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. So notice a big difference in Peter's life when he decided to let his light shine, right? People were baptized, and how many people were saved? 3,000. It's a phenomenal number, right? Praise God. And so, um, again, I I have a story of my life that kind of relates to this too. How many of y'all have ever been a server at a restaurant? Yeah, or, or served or a host or anything like that at a restaurant. Great times, right? Yeah. So I served, I was at a restaurant. Um, I served at a restaurant for probably like seven years of my life at different restaurants. And I actually served at the Cloquet Applebee's uh, right over somewhere over there. And it was a great time. I loved that place. I missed that place dearly. I served alongside Austin Anderson, who's not here this service, but um, it was a good time. And I, I lived in Texas. If you can't tell, my y'all sticks out a little bit sometimes. And so I, 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 lived, I lived in Texas for, uh, for about four years. And I served at a restaurant for about two of those years. And it was a Louisiana style seafood restaurant run by Mexicans. So it was amazing food. Like, I don't know, if y'all can't tell, I love food. I don't know, I think my father figure's growing, so it's, it's all good. I enjoy it. Um, and uh, yeah, anyway, so this food was, was great. And there was one day that I was serving and uh, it was really slow. And I, ha- I was a college student, you know, I didn't have a lot of money. And in Texas, you don't make a whole lot of hourly wage there. It was, it was very, very, very low. So you really relied on your tips. And so it was a really slow day and there was like no one coming in. I was pretty discouraged because I had to save up for a vacation that was coming up. 
And then to end my discouragement, we received a call saying that there is a party of 30 coming in. And guess whose turn it was? This guy right here. And I know some people at restaurants may not like a group of 30, but I was ecstatic. I was super happy because all it was in my mind was big party means they're going to have a big total, and that means a big tip, okay? That was what was going through my mind. I was like, okay, so I know they're coming. I'm going to get their tables ready. I'm going to put waters on the table. I'm going to do my best to get these people in and out of this restaurant as fast as I can so I can be ready to serve another table. Because once you served a group of 30 in the restaurant, you kind of, that was like your only table for as long as they were there because it's a lot to serve 30 people. So was serving them. They eventually came in and they sat down at the table. And it was funny, you know, I, I often got requested. I was like the only person at that restaurant that did not speak Spanish. And I often got requested by people who only speak Spanish to have me serve them just because they love to have a good time and laugh. And this happened to be one of those tables. So it was a great time. And so, yeah, it was, it was, it was good. I don't know. I'd say like two or three words in Spanish and they'd sit, laugh super hard and have the time of their life. And so that's, I don't know, I enjoy making people laugh if you can't tell. And so uh, basically uh, this table, they were ordering everything. I was through my like very like level one Spanish, trying to make sure I got everything figured out. I was running back and forth from the restaurant, carrying all their food and all that stuff because we didn't have we didn't have bus boys that or bus bus gals that helped us bring the food. It was kind of like all on us as servers, and so uh, it was it was it was it was hard work. And I was making sure I was bringing everything. And then one time one time as I was walking by the table, a lady stopped me and she spoke English, praise God. And she stopped me and she had said, you know, I remember you from a previous time that you've served, you've served me, uh, me and my family before. I feel like, I feel like you, you're, you're attending some college or something like that. And, and like, why are you in Oak Cliff, Texas, which is Southern Dallas? I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm from Minnesota. I'm attending a school called Christ for the Nations Institute. And I was like carrying plates and like trying to walk by as fast as I can to get away from the table, right? Because again, all that was in my mind was get them in and out of the restaurant. And so uh, then it came to time to process payment. How many of y'all who are servers know that this is the most amazing time when you have a group of 30? And so I went and asked the table, you know, how are we doing the checks today? Are we doing it all in one or are we separate? And they're like, oh, we're going to split it 30 ways. And I was like, oh, yes, praise God. So again, all that was in my mind, I'm trying to get them in and out of this restaurant as fast as I can. And then now I have to split 30 different checks. And thank God I was a little bit organized when I ordered the food. So it made that process a little bit easier. But if you're not organized, that can be that can be a job for sure. And so uh, splitting up the checks, grabbing all the checks, putting them in the books and like trying to carry like plates out into the back at the same time to the dishwasher. The lady has the audacity to stop me one more time. And this time, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in my head, my first reaction is like, I need to make sure you guys get in and out of here. Like, please stop stopping me sort of thing. You know, I've already tried to make you laugh and you guys have already laughed and had a good time. And so uh, that was my first initial thought. And then she, she started asking questions like, why, why are you attending a school in South Dallas? Why are you, you're from Minnesota. What, what makes you want to, at the time, Christ for the Nations, and still is, un, is an unaccredited school. Why are you paying money to, to get an unaccredited degree? That doesn't make any sense. Like, that's not going to help you, is what she was saying. That's when, like I said, it clicked. And I was like, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, but I, 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 was, I was in a rush. But, you know, I, I, I'm attending this school, 
And I believe that God has called me to be a pastor and he's called me to preach and teach everything that I'm learning here at this school and in my environment that I'm in and from now on and forevermore. And so um, long story short, this, this conversation led to me telling her about how who Jesus is to me and how much Jesus loves her and that hopefully she comes to know Jesus someday and, and, and realizes that there is a God above who loves her so much. And let me tell you, I wish I would have just started that whole encounter talking about how about that, right? Instead, I was focused. All in my mind was, let's get them in and out of that restaurant because I need to make some money, right? You see, you need to walk in a way that Christ is calling you to walk. There will be unplanned opportunities where you get the opportunity to choose to be that light that the darkness so needs to see. You see, do not cover your light. Do not, do not put your light under a basket. You, you need to live your life so that at all times, you are that light in the midst of the world. Because how many of y'all know that this world needs to see some light? I can't be the only one that thinks that, right? So, so when you live like that, they will see who? Jesus. And you'll point them to Jesus. And that's, 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 all, that's what we're supposed to do, right? As Christ followers, They say Christian stands for like little Christs, right? Like we're trying our best to point them to who Jesus is. There is a family that loves every single person here. There's a a God who loves everyone on this earth and they just need to know him, okay? See, it says, do not be ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God into salvation. And so I, I, in in that story there, I, I wasn't intending to be, like not talk about Jesus. I mean, I was in, as in Dallas to go to attend a Christian school, but I was so focused on something that was in front of me that I decided to cover my light in a way. And thank God he humbled me and reminded me and, 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 and said, you know, I love, I love my daughter here and I want her to know who I am. So please, would you, would you pause for a moment and share with her? And I guarantee those moments will happen in y'all's lives. So please, please, please choose to be the light that the darkness needs to see, all right? And so uh, how many of y'all like object lessons? I'll take you back to kids' church a little bit. Hopefully you don't mind. I was never a kids' pastor. I don't know that I ever will be because I don't have the patience, but I'm super grateful for Pastor Kayla. She does a great job. And so anyways, so... This fun facts, I don't know, I mean, I like fun facts. Am I the only one? So this is an LED light bulb. It won't necessarily look like an LED light bulb, but I promise it's LED because it says it right here. And so an, an LED stands for light emitting diode. And according to energy.gov, so I'm, I got some, some information for y'all. It is a highly energy efficient lighting technology, and it has the potential to fundamentally change the future of lighting in the United States. You see, residential energy, re- residential LEDs, especially Energy Star rated products, use at least 75% less energy and last up to 25 times longer than incandescent lighting. So why does all of that matter? So I'm going to take all of this out. Give me a second here. So this is an LED light bulb, but how effective is it by itself? Just sitting there. It can't really do anything, right? It's a, it's a glorified light bulb. It's fancy. It's awesome. It lasts 25 times longer. It's 75% more efficient. But it can't do anything without the source, right? So how, do, how does this light bulb shine? 
connect it to the source. And then when it's connected to the source, it can do something rather fantastic, right? It can light up. You see, this is cool. This is a fancy light bulb on a, on a cool stand, on a, on a stage. But in the environment that it's in right now, is it being, is it being very effective? Is it, is it, what is, what is it? It's, it's almost like it's more of a distraction right where it is, right? Because y'all are probably all looking at the light bulb right now. In a well-lit room, a light can be a little bit of a distraction. Not saying that we shouldn't focus on being a light in well-lit rooms. But do you want to know how a light can really be effective? Right? You can turn the lights back on. You see, because you are a light, you need to position yourself to shine, okay? You, in, who knows what that looks like, but I know God does, right? I, I, may, I may try to come up with examples, like maybe it's picking up trash in parking lots of restaurants that you go and see. How many of y'all have ever seen bathrooms at some places? You know, there's always like paper towels all over the floor, sometimes picking those up. That could be maybe being a light. It could be buying a friend or stranger food or reaching out to that crazy uncle or crazy cousin and, or, and, and saying, you know, I, I feel like I just want to get you some coffee sometime and tell you about how, how my life is different now because I've met Jesus Christ. You know, who knows exactly what that is, but I know God does, and I know he can reveal that to you, okay? So please, position yourself to shine. You, so let's go back to verse uh, Matthew 5, verse 14, where it says, you are the light of the world, a city that is set on a hill that cannot be hidden. You see, um, this, this passage is one of the few that talks about the gospel and, talks, and Jesus is talking about being a constant, but this, this is one of the few passages that doesn't mention go. Like, go and spread the gospel. Go and share the gospel. This, is, this passage is more about, like, stay and allow people to come to you, right? I will prove that. See, you say, we are, you see, we are that city on a hill. We are that light that cannot be hidden. But why? That is because of Jesus Christ. Because of Jesus, we can love our enemies. We can be content in chaos. We can love people who the world deems to be unlovable. And we can value people who the world deems to be unvaluable, right? We can have peace in the storms. We can have joy in the midst of tears. I promise you, because of, because of Jesus, and Jesus is the answer, and because of him, we can be that, that light that the world so needs to see. You see, when is a lighted city on a hill most visible? At nighttime, right? You see, you are called to be that city on a hill, lighted with the light of Jesus. You see, how many of y'all know that the need to belong and the need to feel valued is one of the most important needs that we have as humans? See, I believe that there will be people that come up to you and they may not even be 100% interested in Jesus, but they'll see that your life is different and they'll be like, you know, I want that. Like, you actually love your wife? You actually really, like, would give everything up for her? Or you really love your, your husband even though you, you guys don't seem to argue very often? Who knows maybe what it is? Your kids, they seem to be thriving. What is it? How, how do you do it? Well, it's because of Jesus, right? He gives us the strength to be that the light, so, the light that the world needs to see. And I, I, I don't know about y'all, but I'm, I'm passionate about building a community of believers and a community like a family. And I'm so grateful to be here at Good Hope Church where it, it feels like we really are a family. And I, 
I also do believe that us preparing for that is, is setting us up for times where family will reach out to us and say, you know, why is it that you are okay? Like, the world is going crazy. Like, how is it that you are peaceful? How is it that you have joy? And I, I promise you, the, the harvest is plentiful. The people are wanting to hear about Jesus. They just don't know it yet. But they want to see. They see the effects. They see the fruits of the Spirit that we show. The love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, right? They see all of those things. And, and long-suffering, which is a fun one that people don't like to talk about. But really, like, all of those things that they see, those fruits of the Spirit, they're seeing it. And they're like, you know, I want that. I want to be content. Just as we go to an apple tree to go to get an apple. Or just as we go to grocery stores to get groceries, Right? People will come to you because they so desperately want to belong and feel valued. All right, so um, to, to wrap up this part of my message, I, I want to restate the three truths that I had for those who are taking notes because note takers are world changers. Um, and uh, my first truth is you are a light. You need to know who you are in Christ so that you can properly walk in the way that he has called you to walk, okay? Do not cover your light. You need to live your life so that at all times you are that light in the midst of the world. And so when you live like that, they will see who? Jesus. And three, let your light shine. You see, because you are a light, you need to position yourself to shine. Okay? So shine bright. This world needs you. And I want to turn to 1 Corinthians 11, uh, verse 23, where it says, for I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the same night which he was betrayed, so remember that, the same night which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, I just want to pause there real quick. So Jesus knew what was going to happen. He knew he was going to be betrayed. He knew all of the pain he was about to go through. And what did he do? He took bread and he gave thanks. I don't know about y'all, but if y'all want the secret to contentment, if y'all want the secret to, to peace, is learn to be thankful for the blessings that God has given you. Because I promise you, in every situation, there is something to be thankful for. And once you shift your perspective on the things and the blessings that God has given you, I promise you, your life will change, okay? How do we overcome a bad perspective? We give thanks, all right? So let's keep going. He broke the bread and said, take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And pause right there for a second. So make no mistake, Jesus, his life wasn't taken. He gave his life for you. His body was broken for you. Jesus, thank you for your body. Thank you for the body that was broken for us so that we can be healed, that we can, we can have this relationship with, with you and that we can lean on you. And God, we know that you are the God who can do exceedingly abundantly all that we can ask or think or imagine. And we can have this relationship with you that, that takes us from faith to faith and glory to glory because of the bones that were broken for us. So Jesus, we thank you for the sacrifice that you gave. Thank you for giving your life for us.